Welcome to the Productivityist Podcast. I'm Mike Vardy. <laughs> Thanks again for joining me this week. Um, it's been a crazy, crazy schedule for me over the last little while. Um, I am recording this on Thanksgiving Day in Canada, and whether you uh, celebrate it or not, uh, if you're American, you're, we're way ahead of you when it comes to this. But it's essentially the same thing. We're gonna turkey and all that fun stuff. We're not. We're not actually gonna have turkey tonight. We we. We're going to hold off a week. Uh, we've got some family coming in uh, from out of town. So we're going to do it uh, next week. We're going to have the big turkey dinner. So I think tonight's just leftovers um, because there's been a lot of food that's been uh, cooked over the past few days. And normally, you know, we would do something uh, fairly easy on Monday. And uh, leftovers is about as easy as it gets. Now, what isn't easy is uh, traveling a whirlwind schedule like I went through. Uh, a little over a week ago, uh, I traveled all over the place, six different plane rides, four train rides, one boat ride, and a bunch of Uber and taxi cab rides along the way from uh, places like Seattle, Atlanta, which was one of my stops briefly. Uh, I'd never been to that airport before, uh, into D.C., then the train from D.C. to Manhattan, then from Manhattan to Newark, and then from Newark to back to Manhattan, and then from Manhattan to White Plains to speak at the uh, NYSBA uh, Digital Leadership Academy. Uh, I keynoted there. That was awesome. Uh, I'm so grateful that I was able to do that. Uh, big shout out to Stephen Worley for uh, helping me uh, with that. And uh, he, by the way, uh, is part of the Unstuckable uh, podcast. So you should go check that out. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Um, and then I went from there to uh, Minneapolis to speak at Simple Rev, uh, which is an event uh, by my friends Joel and Dan. Joel of The Value of Simple and uh, Dan of Simply Living to, uh, Sim- Simply Simple Living Together, <laughs> Dan and Vanessa Hayes. And it was awesome too, that, that whole event. I got to meet some great people, see my friend Brooks Duncan again, finally meet uh, – Patrick Rohn in person after five years of just, you know, chatting online. Now we actually got to hang out in person. That was a fantastic experience. And St. Paul and Minneapolis, a great area uh, to be in. So, and and then I headed home. Uh, And that was a crazy, crazy trip, all done in less than eight days. And I did not bring my MacBook Pro with me at all. I was able to bring my iPhone 4S, which I have now since upgraded to the iPhone 6. I'll talk more about that in a future episode of the podcast. Uh, but I brought my iPad mini with me. So I worked on small screens throughout this entire trip. And I want to talk a little bit about how I was able to stay productive while on the road. I'm going to write a piece about this for work shifting as well. Uh, but I want to talk a little bit about how I was able to do that while, you know, kind of not skipping a beat. And, and the pros and cons of, of going iPad only on a trip. Uh, what I found that, you know, may have hindered me as well as what may have helped. So let's talk a little bit about the idea of why why I decided not to go uh, with my laptop on this trip. And, and there's a few reasons. Number one, it's heavy. Um, you know, carrying around that thing while going from place to place was not going to be ideal. And I've just upgraded to a MacBook Pro from a MacBook Air. So I decided that that bringing that beast along with me wouldn't be the best idea. So what I had to do, and if you're going to travel iPad only or even iOS only, if you're just going to go with your iPhone 6 or 6 Plus or what have you, is you need to make sure that you set yourself up in advance. Do that front-end work. So what I had to do is I had to basically make sure that all my email stuff was aligned, 
that my writing stuff was synced. Anything that I needed to have shared was in Dropbox. Um, you know, so my slide deck that I was working on for for both of those events had to be in Dropbox. Uh, things like that. So make sure that you create a task or create a project called like travel prep. And in Todoist, you could do this very easily. And same with Asana. Um, you can create like a project template for this. So what I've got down there is I've got this template that says, hey, here's what I'm going to be doing whenever I travel. If I want to travel iPad only, here are the things that I need to do. And you just make it a, a project that you can call it at, up at will and use uh, as as you need. And I'm traveling to Iowa in two weeks time. So I'll probably do the same thing again is just call up on that project again, make sure everything is, is set up, all my ducks are in a row and go from there. So if you're going to travel without your heavy duty computing equipment and you're going to go as light as possible, make sure that you put everything where you need it to be before you take off. Uh, make sure you have all of the proper peripherals. I went to the Grand Central Apple Station, uh, Grand Central Station Apple Store rather, and picked up um, a Lightning to VGA adapter so that way I could run my presentation off of my iPad mini which was uh, very smart because it, it, it worked out great for my presentation at the DLA 2014 as well as at Simple Rev. So make sure that you have everything ready to go. Uh, and that way you're not going to be sitting here going, uh-oh, what, what, what don't I have with me? So make sure you do that in advance. As, as usual, do that front-end work. Be proactive. Uh, the other reason I, I didn't want to bring it with me is, is, is that I knew that my iPad mini and my iPhone in, in tandem could handle pretty much everything I needed to, to do. Um, I mean, I write a lot on my iPad mini. I can socially uh, network on my iPhone or my iPad mini. Um, and, and actually, I basically turned my iPad mini into my main computer. So I, I had some apps that I normally keep on, on back pages. I've moved a lot of them to the home screen for the purposes of this trip. I actually have travel folders for both my uh, iOS devices that have those things in it. Uh, so for example, uh, you know, it, if I'm traveling, I have my TripIt and Uber and all that stuff, and I just bring that folder to the front page so that way I know that, hey, if I want to access this stuff quickly, I just have to enter that folder just by pressing it. So uh, just make sure that, that you know, you understand that the iPad mini and iOS device can really handle a lot of stuff these days. You know, you've got your camera, you've got your writing tool, you've got your social networking tool, communication tool, all that stuff. And I, I used HiQ Deck or Haiku deck, I guess, for my presentation. So I was actually able to edit and build the uh, slide decks right on my iPad. Uh, I could also record things directly on my iPad or on my iPhone uh, in GarageBand or using my Rode uh, app because uh, I brought my little microphone along with me. Um, didn't bring the blue mic with me, brought the Rode one with me, uh, which is something that the Smart Lab, which is, is worth getting. Uh, if you're going to be doing some high-end recording or you want to record your talks and and that way you've got an audio recording of them as well. So with the understanding that my iPad mini could handle a lot of this stuff, I, I hit the road and and was able to to travel as light as possible. Plus, it allowed me to bring a couple of notebooks too and and I didn't have to worry about the idea of, hey, what's, what's on my MacBook Pro that I don't need? I was just able to tra travel super light. Plus, it actually helps with airports too. You don't have to take your laptop out. You know, the iPad can stay in there. Uh, it, it was fantastic for that purpose. Uh, finally, uh, there were some things that, that you need to keep in mind when you are going on the road, uh, things that your iPad can't necessarily do. In my case, the one thing that I fail to take into account, and I will take into account going forward, is that it is far more challenging to do a coaching call uh, via Skype uh, on an iPad. Uh, for a number of reasons. Number one, um, it, 
the the connection can get a little bit wobbly, especially if you're coming from a foreign land, you know. So keep that in mind. Uh, you and you want to have a stable internet connection, and hotel Wi-Fi isn't always the most stable. And tethering can get expensive. Number two, recording can be a, a bit of a problem. Uh, I did scour and look for a few recording apps, but none of them really seem to be as painless as using something like Call Recorder. So going forward, I would probably not book coaching calls while I'm on the road for the simple reason, and, and I normally don't, by the way, but for the simple reason that that I couldn't give my clients the full experience that they would require. So uh, that's something to keep in mind is that there are some limitations. So understand those limitations and again, make sure up front that you've, you've taken them into account. The, the other great benefit of going iPad only on this trip is that, again, just a, the, the ability to be as minimal and simple with, with the travel uh, requirements as you need to be. I love the fact that I was able to bring my little boot bag with me and not my big Timbuk, my big Timbuk bag. Uh, I like the fact that, that I was able to, uh, you know, be able to walk around with this little bag and know that every computing device that I needed was in it. Um, there's just a really, really wise uh, way to travel uh, in terms of, of what I needed. And I will probably travel iPad only more often than not going forward. I don't really need to bring my MacBook Pro with me on the road uh, for longer term trips. Uh, so I will bring my iPad with me more regularly. In fact, what I'll probably do when I go for my next iPad purchase, I'll probably go with something like the iPad Air or some or, or one of the higher, uh, the bigger screen iPads because that's one thing that I did miss a little bit was that form factor. And now that I have the iPhone 6, that that screen's a little bit bigger. So I could stand to get a bit of a bigger screen for my portable computing device that I would take on the road with me. So it's worth considering when you're when you're building your arsenal of workflow tools to know hey what where are the limitations what intention do i have with these devices you know i use my ipad mini strictly as a consumption and creation device i don't really use it to play games i watch some movies and videos on it especially when i'm on the road having netflix on the device was definitely helpful in certain areas uh, i also use it to read so i have the kindle app on there and i have a uh, other reading apps on there, Blinkist included, so that I can really take a look at it and, and use it for reading. So I don't need to bring a Kindle or a Kobo with me. And then the iPhone, of course, I use mainly as a, as a communication device, uh, as well as social networking. Not a lot of games on there as well. I think I've got Letterpress on there still and a couple others. But when you use them with the proper intention and go environment specific with them, then when you are ready to go traveling, you can say, hey, I'm going to bring the travel folder up to the front and use it for that purpose. You can really, really make it adaptable and, and make it suit the needs that you need it to suit for whatever situation you're in. So... I think that if I had brought my MacBook Pro with me, then I would have been not just bogged down by the amount of travel I was doing, but, but by the weight of what I had with me. Uh, the fact that I was able to travel as light as possible in terms of equipment kind of allowed me to travel as light as possible in terms of, you know, worry of, hey, I've got this $1,500 piece of equipment in my bag. Uh, what if something were to happen to it? I knew my MacBook Pro was home, at home, safe, with all of my stuff on it. Because my everything that I do is on there. I mean, yes, I have backups, but if I was to lose this computer or something was to happen to it, then it would be a lot more uh, problematic. There'd be a lot more friction when I got home in terms of being able to do the things I do, including the coaching, including the podcast recording, all that stuff. There's some things that the MacBook Pro just does better, but I don't need to take it on the road to do that kind of stuff. So being productive on the road uh, doesn't necessarily mean you have to bring your 
biggest and best equipment, you just need to bring the right equipment. And whether that's an iPad mini and an iPhone 6, or whether that's an Android tablet or the Samsung Galaxy Note 3 or whatever it is, just go in to these situations knowing full well that when you're traveling, that the best tool may not be the uh, biggest or the most powerful tool. It's just the right tool for the job. Again, I can't speak highly enough about the app I used for my presentation. I've tried several of them at this point and uh, shifting gears to presentations. By the way, if you haven't bought David Sparks' book, Presentations, yet, David's been on the show before, take a look at it. That field guide is, is amazing, and the advice he offers and the tips and tricks are fantastic. But I've looked at a lot of different presentation software over the last few months, especially as I'm doing more and more speaking engagements. Keynote and PowerPoint are obviously the go-to for most people, but there are a lot more options out there now. DeckSet is one that I've played with where you can create a slide deck and markdown. I like that. I like that capability, but by the same token, um, the learning curve was a bit steep for me in terms of wanting to get something going and, and ready to go in, in one fell swoop. Flowboard is another one that I like, uh, but again, a little bit uh, more involved in terms of learning curve. Uh, Prezi I've used. I've actually used for several presentations. Um, I like it, but again, there are some things in there that that make it less simple to use in terms of wrapping your heads around it and, and, and also in terms of, of the look. Uh, I can tell you right now my Prezi presentations don't look nearly as good as my deck set or flowboard ones uh, and even as good as my keynote ones. But the one app that I was able to just dive into and make some amazing stuff with is Haiku Deck, and I cannot recommend it highly enough. Uh, if you are looking to wow people with presentations that are both uh, you know, simple and scalable and are easily shareable, then Haiku Deck is what you want to look at. Um, I did that keynote uh, in, in White Plains, and there was actually uh, Victoria who was in the crowd. Uh, I'll give her a bit of a shout-out. Victoria was in the crowd, and she knew immediately. Uh, she said, is that a haiku deck that you're using for your, for your, your uh, slides? And I said, yep, absolutely. The cool thing is I was able to build the slide deck on my iPad. You can have public notes and private notes. And I, the iPhone was being used as the remote control. And my po- private notes kind of are, are my little triggers that I can use to say, oh, here are the talking points that I want to use. So I was able to use my iPhone as a remote. And unlike Keynote and some of the other ones where you have to be able to connect to Wi-Fi to make them happen, or you know, if I've got the Kensington uh, laser pointer slash adapter that I've got that I've used before, uh, you have to have it plugged in via USB. This one is Bluetooth. So I was close enough to my iPad that I could actually just, you know, move my, uh, swipe my finger across the screen and I was able to see the notes that were associated with each slide and seamlessly go through the presentation. Uh, you can also have public notes, which are very helpful if you are wanting to share a presentation with somebody and they just weren't there. So you can actually have written notes there. So if you wanted to transcribe your talk, you could do that and put it in there or just some general notes that make the slide and add a little bit more context to it. Uh, You can export it as a PDF. Uh, You can export it as PowerPoint or as a keynote. The other cool thing you can do is you can grab imagery and it's it's Creative Commons imagery and there's some based on the keywords that are in your slide deck. So my slide deck was called Don't Just Ship, Deliver, which was a play on on Seth Godin's ship, uh, you know, phrase because Seth Godin had done this talk two years ago uh, and, and I wanted to make sure I did a callback to that. And so all I did was when I put that in the slide deck, what it would do is it it would ask you what word you wanted to use as the search term for the image that you wanted to associate with it. So I used deliver and boom, 
a mailbox popped up and it's Creative Commons. So you were able to use it and it would actually give the link back to it and all that stuff. So it's very slick. The charts are great. I really like it. It's a web-based app, so it doesn't matter whether you're using uh, iPhone, iPad, whatever. You could do it on the web as well. So it's not just an Apple-based type of product. But if you're looking to use uh, to, t- to use a, a presentation software uh, solution that will wow people right from the get-go and also make presenting a whole lot easier so you can focus on the content and not so much on the building of the slide deck, then I would look at Haiku Deck for sure. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And I, best of all, it's free. Yeah, there's some of the imagery you may have to pay for, but there are there is a and there is a um, premium option that you can pay for as well, but it's free. So I really liked Haiku Deck. And, and being able to use Haiku Deck actually was another reason why I was able to leave the laptop at home. Uh, before I wrap up, I want to talk a little bit about Simple Rev. I really enjoyed going to that conference uh, and and being part of it. I was only there for half the time. I met some amazing people. Um, you know, uh, again, got to see Patrick Roan for the first time in person, uh, which was great. We had an awesome time hanging out with each other. Uh, I really like this Simple Rev movement that's going on. Um, Joel and Dan and 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 basically everyone involved with with Simple Rev. Uh, have really put together something special, and I really like the intimacy of the event. Uh, I'll put a link, to, of course, to Simple Rev in the in the show notes. But there was only about sixty people there, which I think is a good number. I've been to a lot of events where they started out small and then blew up in numbers, and the intimacy and the energy kind of dissipated or even changed. Uh, you know, World Domination Summit's a great example. Of that. I love the World Domination Summit; been every year. But I can uh, look back at certain years and see that the energy has changed and. That, to me, is directly related to not just the the amount of people that are attending, but the fact that it was a smaller, more intimate event initially. I, I love these smaller events, and I'd like to go to more of them. Uh, and Simple Rev was a great example of that. The, the ideology fits with one of the simple productivity component. David Delp did a, gave a great talk uh, right before mine. It was a lot of little crossover there, but it was fantastic to see him speak. I got to, to meet Joshua Becker as well. A lot of great people there, and I can't wait to see what they do with this movement. Um, I'm hoping that there's going to be another one next year. I'd love to just go and hang out and be part of that experience because uh, I think when it comes to productivity and, and getting things done and you know focusing on what we need to do, we tend to overcomplicate things. And what Simple Rev is doing is basically you know distilling it down to make things a little bit more simple. We tend to overcomplicate things, and and I really like where they're going with this, and I I. If you haven't checked it out, please do. The hashtag lives on on Twitter, Simple Rev, of course. And there was a great quote by, um, there's a, and I can't, her name escapes me right now, but there was a, a woman in Sydney, Australia, who's actually going to have an event the next day uh, after Simple Rev wrapped at her, at her home. And one of the quotes she said, and I'm not sure if this is her quote directly, but something she said really stuck with me. Uh, she said, you know, uh, the idea of simple living to a certain extent allows you to live by design as opposed to by default. And I really like that. And that's something that with my work, I, I, I try to, to uh, help people uh, in terms of shifting their perspective and, and focusing on task over time and making time their ally as opposed to something that they feel you know compelled or ruled by. So if you haven't checked out simplerev.com, please do so. Uh, I'm off to Iowa in a couple of weeks to speak at another event and uh, I've got a lot more stuff going on right now. I just released the Beyond Trying ebook, which is a, a compendium book of mine uh, that features some of my best posts over the past uh, couple of years since I transitioned the blog from my personal blog, Vardy.me, to productivityist.com. 
And uh, so it's available uh, exclusively at Gumroad for the first two weeks, and then I'll be releasing it on Amazon and everywhere else. If you're a Patreon supporter, you already got the book because that's what happens when you support via Patreon. You get some really cool exclusives. That's if you're a $5 and up supporter on Patreon, let me be clear. Uh, If you're not supporting the podcast on Patreon yet and you want to help me uh, take things to the next level, add some video, screencasts, all that stuff, uh, get a a boom for this mic and and move down to the basement where I will actually have a, a studio where there'll be less echo and all that stuff, then you can go to the Patreon page and support there. Uh, the podcast will be back uh, again next week. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, all those places. Uh, I hope you got a, a little bit of an understanding with this episode as to what it's like when you travel. Um, there, are, I'll talk more about the apps in some bonus materials as to what apps I used while on the road. Um, needless to, t- to say, Todoist was a big part of that. So was Slack, to be honest. Um, a wayfind was a big part of it. Dispatch, all those apps kind of really played a role in, in allowing me to travel with less, uh, weight on my mind than, uh, I may have otherwise been able to. So I'll talk more about that in a future episode, but again, thanks for listening this week and I will see each and every one of you next week. Remember, um, in action speaks louder than words and all that fun stuff. I'll come up with a catchphrase in the next few weeks. Thanks to everybody for tuning in and we'll see you next week.